Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Welcome to Speaking Out for the Blind. I'm Brian McCallan. The Portsmouth Herald reports that Future Insight is adapting well to COVID-19. The New Hampshire-based nonprofit is offering special virtual programming for visually impaired teens. Here to talk more about the virtual programming are Future Insights, Stephanie Hurd and Ryan Mentor. Welcome to the show, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. So Stephanie and Ryan, tell us about yourselves and what you both do at Future Insight. Well, Ryan, you want to go first? Sure. Uh, my name is Ryan Mentor. I'm 17 years old and a current college student at Southern New Hampshire University. I help Stephanie in planning events and hosting them, and I also help with outreaching students. Yeah, and I am Stephanie Hurd. I am assistive technology and activity specialist with Future Insight. So I train people one-on-one -on -one with their tech, as well as a lot of tech workshops. And I do youth and adult uh, activities as well. All right, Stephanie, tell us about Future Insight. The Future Insight has a long history. We've been in New Hampshire since 1912 first known as New Hampshire Association for the Blind. And a few years ago, got a little facelift, new name, and, you know, just uh, helping out people with a wide array of services dealing with their vision loss. Well, Future Insight definitely got another facelift last spring when the coronavirus came around and the world went into lockdown. Last spring, Ryan, you and you, Stephanie, and Future Insight were all scrambling to figure out how to provide the nonprofit's team programming virtually. How did you do that? Uh, well, you know, we just figured we had to do something that would be consistent for people, give them something to count on, a way to connect when, you know, people uh, were um, not attending school in person, you know, things were shut down so tight. Uh, that we wanted to just offer something to give people a connection with one another. Wouldn't you say, Ryan? Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. I also think that, you know, we wanted to continue having those fun activities for the reason, like you said, you know, to give people something to look forward to, but also to continue building those friendships, because especially during lockdown, you want to have the continue to foster those friendships with people. So you have people to talk to when you can't physically go out and meet them. So I think that the events kind of helped with that as well. Keep those friendships going. Mm -hmm. So before the pandemic happened, I understand that Future Insight had more out of away from the computer activities before the pandemic started. What were some of the in-person activities? Oh, we did everything from, let's see, indoor rock climbing, we had done some horseback riding. We did some pottery, some surfing, ice skating, um, what else? fencing. We did some snowshoeing, all kinds of things. Oh, my goodness. Fencing, pottery, and, and ice skating. Wow. Did the <laughs> participants look forward to these events, Ryan? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it was something to... Uh, <clears throat> look forward to and to see people that you didn't see all the time. And it was definitely, you know, nice to have those to uh, distract you, you know, from 
the the issues that life may have, you know, with school and other things. So it was, it, I always look forward to going and seeing friends and always learning something new. They're always fun activities, something that you wouldn't normally do. I mean, I wouldn't normally fence, but I learned how to fence. <laughs> now, Ryan, I understand you're immunocompromised and you want to wait till you get fully vaccinated for COVID-19 before you return to Future Insight in person, correct? Yes, I get my second vaccine soon, so I'm looking forward to that. Fantastic. Stephanie, how did you and Ryan meet and talk about <laughs> and encourage him to get involved with Future Insight? Um, well, Ryan and I, we, we go way back. Uh, I met him at a camp for the blind and visually impaired in Maine, and um, we sort of hit it off. I, I sort of became his uh, proxy aunt for the week and uh <laughs> we, we just hit it off and enjoyed each other's company and he's a very um you know smart um astute young man and uh he's a great helper and so he started coming to the events i said hey you should you should come to these in-person ones and then you know as we were shut down um you know he naturally just sort of said hey if you need help i'll, I'll give you a, a hand and we'll do these online and so he really stepped up. Provide those helping hands. That's how to do it. Speaking of helping hands, let's get back to the teens. Steffi and Ryan, why do you both believe and think that in order for teens to develop, having new experiences, meeting new people, and building that self-esteem works? Well, I, I just think that we're, you know, we're always growing and developing right? From birth to forever. It's critical to have relationships um, with each other, to have great communication skills, learn great experiences, you know, bonding, self-esteem. It just does so much for us individually, for teens individually and collectively um, as they go out and, you know, become young adults and get jobs. They have to communicate and, and, you know, be part of everyday life. And I think along the way, they can learn a hobby and interest and learn to enjoy one another. That's very important. Um, one of my former broadcasting professors from college even said, the learning never stops. Hey, mm -hmm. that's something to add to here. Um, you both incorporate these qualities into Future Insights team program. Stephanie, this program has had many activities virtually, including making paper mache cereal bowls, Tell us about how you taught him to make paper mache cereal bowls. Did it work? It did work. Yes. Um, when you're doing things over Zoom, it's interesting because you can't just have hands on and correct somebody. Right. But, uh, you know, we find people actually a woman named Sharon, who is also blind herself. Um, you know, she knew how to do it. So I, I asked her if she would actually facilitate that one. Um, so her instructions are all, you know, narrated. And she understands the tactile aspect as she's, you know, blind herself. So she knew how to guide and walk everybody through it. Uh, we also did a test run, she and I, and I figured if she could teach me, she could teach anybody. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it all, it all went pretty well. Mm -hmm. Now was making those bowls pretty messy, but still fun. Oh, it was very messy, especially when you have to, uh, press down, like you do a layer of the paper mache, you know, putting it in the goop and laying it on there. And then you got to press it tight before you do the next layer. And when you press down, it kind of oozes out. 
it's definitely a hands-on experience. Um, but I was, you know, everybody was really pleased with the end result of their of their bowls. So it was really cool. Woo, definitely some ooey gooey stuff indeed. <laughs> Stephanie Ryan, what additional virtual activities have you guys offered to the teens during this tough, tough time in our world history? Well, Ryan's done a lot. So some what are some of the ones you've done, Ryan? I have the ones that I lead the most were uh, baking. Every couple months, we pick a recipe and we bake it together over Zoom. We've created Braille pictures. We've done a virtual escape room, uh, trivia day, games where we uh, play dice games, all kinds of different things. And I think that that's one of the greatest things is there's such an assortment. If you like to bake, you have baking. If you like learning things, we've got trivia. If you like, you know, just luck and chatting, we've got dice games. So there's such a variety. Wait, virtual escape rooms, you mean like the real ones, those real attraction type ones that you go to? Yes, except I created them. So I came up with descriptions for all the rooms and I kind of had a plan for how it would go. And people just kind of said what they wanted to do. And I, I walked through it. Oh, cool. It was a lot of fun. He did a great job. Th- the- these are awesome programs, you guys. Um, Stephanie, we've got a vaccine now. Okay, three different ones. Um, and we see that light at the end of the tunnel to this pandemic. Do you think the virtual activities are going to stay or are they going to go back to being in person or are we going to have both? Yeah, you will definitely see both. You know, I mean, there's nothing like that connection of, you know, getting together and, you know, uh, you know, you can't wait to hug somebody or shake someone's hand or just, you know, be right next to them. And, and there, yeah, back at you. And there will be some, you know, in-person uh, activities. But what we have learned, you know, if anything came out of this, we've learned that we can accomplish things also, you know, remotely over Zoom and other platforms. And um, we don't want to leave anybody out, you know, transportation and where we live, location, geographic location, you know, can serve as a barrier for the in-person activities. So, uh, we will always uh, have something over Zoom as well. So I'm really happy for both. I'm glad we did learn that lesson and that we can bring something positive out of something that was very uh, scary, right? And um, so, yeah, we look forward to both. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what, let's talk about Future Insight for a little bit, Stephanie. Uh, what additional programs does the agency offer clients? Uh, we offer a wide array of services um, all the way from, you know, teachers of the visually impaired that go into school district for children that, you know, offer the Braille and the O&M and all that. Um, and then as adults, you know, we have uh, orientation mobility specialists. We have uh, the technology. We have low vision evaluations. Uh, we have rehabilitation teaching, um, you know, help people to be independent in their homes and communities. Uh, we have peer support groups so that people can uh, have time and chat with other people going through, you know, similar uh, vision loss, you know, the whole experience of that and the challenges and the, you know, benefits that come out of that. So we have peer support groups. We have one-on-one counseling for people having a tough time, you know, adjusting to their vision loss. Um, so just, you know, a whole array of services. Um, we do have the activities and, Uh, for youth and adults. So there's something for everybody. And uh, we try to make, you know, it a place so that uh, everybody feels comfortable and uh, can have their needs met. Have you guys also done virtual programs for teens like um, 
uh, virtual campfires with songs or uh, movie nights or even cooking? We Well, we haven't done the campfires or the songs. Songs would be a little bit challenging if we want everybody to sing at the same time just because of Zoom. Uh, there's a little delay there and you'd have a hard time with that. But um, we have done stories. We have done um, table reads of like we did a Scooby-Doo episode where everybody had a part. We all read it. Uh, we've got another one coming up doing a Scooby-Doo table read. Um, and of course, Ryan mentioned the baking and we definitely that's a favorite. That's one of everybody's uh, passions. They love to bake. We, we are looking forward to uh, one of our in-person things we want to do uh, is a bake off. That would be really fun. Yeah, I think baking is probably the one we've done most frequently. I'd say we've baked probably eight or nine times. Mm -hmm. If you're going to have a bake-off, are you going to decide a winner and a uh, fabulous prize? Oh, yeah. We're going to have judges and MC and the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think we're going to do it uh, similar to Cake Wars or Cupcake Wars. You start with four, you have a round, you go to three to two to one. Okay. All right. Yeah, I also I also like the Reader's Theater that you're doing, too. I remember doing some of the Reader's Theater, too, in high school and college, and that, that was pretty fun. The nice thing about it is you don't have to memorize any lines. You just try to exactly. act like Yeah, I got that idea from um, just, you know, I saw on YouTube a lot of uh, shows, you know, sitcoms and all those kinds of shows. People were... The actors themselves, you know, were doing table reads of their favorite episodes. They would just get on and, and do it. And uh, so I said, hey, we should do a table read. So people liked it. So we'll, we'll do another one. Mm -hmm. Are your virtual programs open to participants in other states and around the world? Have you had yes. Yep. From, uh, anybody yeah. can join in the Zoom, uh, you know, activities for the youth, for um, adults and our tech workshops. Anything on Zoom that we offer. Anybody from anywhere is more than welcome, as long as they are blind or visually impaired. Now, um, what, what are, do you have any sort of ground rules for these Zoom meetings? Because some uh, workplaces and schools have rules for Zoom meetings. Well, you know, there's the common courtesy rules, you know, obviously, right? You know, to be mindful of the people in the room with you, be mindful of your language, you know, the common courtesy type rules. Um, depending on the activity, and the amount of people that are in it, I tend to facilitate that aspect, whether, um, you know, whether I want everybody muted or whether I just want it open. And, and as long as everybody's cool with it and, you know, giving everybody a turn to talk, then I leave it open. So it depends on the numbers and the activity, you know, how I facilitate that. I think all that comes down to two words. Be nice. <laughs> Um, talk about um, some of your students who've been in the programs. Just, just tell us about their experiences and how they've enjoyed it. Oh, goodness. Um, I've just seen, you know, I've known them for a few years now, a lot of them, right? They, we've known them since the in-person as well as the um, uh, remote online now. Um, you know, for example, the paper mache, you know, uh, one girl, she's, she said, you know, she didn't like touching things that were gooey and wet, and yet she did it, you know? So she, I saw her face her challenges. Um, you know, you see people give things a try. We, we do, uh, we did some storytelling once and, you know, you see the shy people come out and, and, and share, you know what I mean? And you see the people who are uh, zealous, um, 
you know, giving somebody else a turn, you that courtesy and the kindness, the, the friendships that people have built has really been the biggest uh, thing that has stood out for me um, in, in watching the program grow and develop. What about you, Ryan? You have anything in particular that stands out to you? I think everything you said. Yeah. It's, it's really great to watch that happen. I, I know that one of our students had said they'd never baked before and they baked this once and they've been baking ever since. So I think that that's a really big aspect is kind of trying something new. Have you guys had any special guest speakers or guests come on to these events? Uh, well, like I said, um, you know, if, if I find somebody that knows how to teach something, then I will invite them to do it. Sharon has taught the, she did um, paper mache she has also come on to teach some, uh, she did an origami one once. Um, I'm trying to think if we've had other guests other than that. I can't think of anything around Sharon with origami and paper mache. Yeah. 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 But we're open to it. If anybody's got a skill, <laughs> you know. Absolutely. So if any of our listeners are interested in signing up for the, for the virtual teen activities with Future Insight, what should they do? All they have to do is reach out to me. They can either email me and that email address is S as in Sam, H-U-R-D as in dog, at futureinsight.org. And that's F-U-T-U-R-E-I-N-S-I-G-H-T.org. So sherd at futureinsight.org. Or they can call me um, at 603 545-4345. All right. So is there anything else that you both would like to add? How about you, Ryan? I think I'm good. Thank you for having us. Yeah, I was just going to say the same thing. Yeah, thank you very much for having us. It's been great, you know, having a chance to uh, boast about, you know, the program. It's a great program. We encourage people to give it a try. Once they uh, give something a try, they're usually back for more. And uh, we just appreciate this opportunity to be here. Well, Stephanie and Ryan, we appreciate having you both here today and appreciate your effort and wish continued success with Future Insight. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you. Before we go, listeners, I welcome your comments on this program. Just visit and like me on Facebook at Speaking Out for the Blind or follow me on Twitter at Speak Out Blind or Speak Out for the Blind. You can also check out my website. That's speakingoutfortheblind.weebly.com. More information on today's show is posted there. Just look under the list of episodes and show news tab. In my show archive is at acbradio.org speaking-out-for-blind. Please note that there is a link located at the top half of the page and below the heading that says Home Speaking Out for the Blind, where you can subscribe to the podcast feed and listen to Speaking Out for the Blind shows, ranging from episode 94 to the present. You may also check access the podcast feed at speaking-out-for-blind.pinecast.co. That's all for this edition of Speaking Out for the Blind. Thanks for listening, and remember to speak out. Here at ACB Radio Mainstream, we are always working to improve the quality of our programming. If you have any feedback about anything you have heard here on ACB Radio Mainstream, please let us know by sending an email to support at acbradio.org. That's support at acbradio.org. You are listening to ACB Radio Mainstream, connecting the blind community.
Introducing Sunday Edition with Anthony, a weekly magazine show featuring the movers and shakers of our beloved organization, topics and news that affect us all, some great roundtable discussions, and of course, a lot of fun. So join me every Sunday at 1 p.m. on ACB Radio Mainstream for Sunday Edition. That's 518-906-1820. To sign up for our announcements, send a blank email to radio-announce plus subscribe at acblists.org. That's radio-announce plus subscribe at acblists.org. We are Friends in Art. An affiliate of the American Council of the Blind. We sing, compose songs and poems, play musical instruments, read and write books, paint pictures, and take photographs. We are playwrights, potters, sculptors, weavers, and storytellers. We are members of the audience and patrons of art museums. We celebrate beauty in all that surrounds us. We are Friends in Art. Join us in the art parlor for stimulating interviews, thoughtful conversations, and the latest art-related information beginning each Saturday at 8 p.m. on ACB Radio Mainstream. Do you remember BPI? Oh yeah, Blind LGBT Pride International. They're a special interest affiliate of ACB. Yes, they are the ones doing all these cool things at convention. Guess what they're up to now? Do tell. Their own show. It's called Pride Connection. That's great, but what if I'm not a part of the LGBT community? This is a show for everyone. Actually, non-LGBT and non-disabled folks are known as allies, and they are a huge portion of BPI's membership. Everyone is welcome. So what kinds of topics can I expect from Pride Connection? Fun and relevant topics for everyone, from blindness to LGBT education, technology to advocacy, so when will Pride Connection take place? Every Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern. Be sure to tune in so we can all connect and learn while having fun. Pride Connection on, on ACB, ACB Radio Mainstream. We are Friends in Art. An affiliate of the American Council of the Blind. We sing, compose songs and poems, play musical instruments, read and write books, paint pictures, and take photographs. We are playwrights, potters, sculptors, weavers, and storytellers. We are members of the audience and patrons of art museums. We celebrate beauty in all that surrounds us. We are friends in art. Join us in the art parlor for stimulating interviews, thoughtful conversations, and the latest art-related information beginning each Saturday at 8 p.m. on ACB Radio Mainstream. You're listening to ACB Radio Mainstream. Learn more about us at our website, www.acbradio.org.